Davy's back. Oh, barely. Hey. Not not well. He's wearing his my, Team my, Penske swag. My of entire course. body hurts. Ah, just like a lot of race car drivers. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't hit anything though, so that was that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a cold open. Just want to say being sick sucks. Yeah. I haven't stopped coughing since last week. Davy's cold open is the cold that he has right now. Correct. I don't know why colds knock me out so much. I don't know. I bought vitamins this weekend, so. Yeah, boost the <laughs> immune system. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, uh, Davy was sick, but you know what else is sick? I did some serious trophy hunting this week. That's right. Uh, I raced a triple header for BMX P2 on Friday. P3 state qualifier on Saturday. Yeah. P3 state championships on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Piling up the hardware. That's my dog right there. Yeah. That's um, why we sponsor him. Yeah. Well, I, I also officially got picked up by a team. So now I'm yeah. sponsored for real now. So what is that supposed to mean? Uh, well, I, I guess get our a discount. Su- our support wasn't enough, Davey. Well, if I buy a mongoose BMX bike, I get like a lot of money off of it. So <laughs> this is a fair point. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see the sponsorship. It well, got you blocked by my Bluetooth speaker. Oops. It got you the no. mug with a handle on it. No, no, yeah. no. Here's the deal, right? The sponsorship doesn't get you the mug. It gets you the handle. Yeah. Oh, okay. true. Yeah, yep. that's what it is. That's why I don't have one. It's still the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's awesome. I Racing went... is cool. I think I posted the video. I went from P5 to third in the final straightaway, though. Who cares? <laughs> Damn right. So, I was like, hell yeah. So, it was just, fun, though. Ju- you, you are him. It's it's me. Got that dog so, in you. Yeah, I do. Woof, woof. That dog in him. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we have a lot to talk about this week, so we're going to shove the pleasantries aside. This is the Fake Racers Podcast, folks. Cannot thank you enough for watching as always i'm joe twansky to my left is mr davy hazard unfortunately and down below is mr matthew steelman fortunately and we are going to oh. take you through to our best to our best knowledge all this all the i almost said bad word that was not good all the all yeah. the crazy stuff that happened this past weekend because texas was wild there were no limits to the amount of catastrophes <laughs> Um, I actually have every single one that I remember in our show sheet. Right. I have some right. some interviews. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into it. Let's start with Kyle Busch because Kyle Busch has been the story of the summer. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the, not the biggest exit after the first round. I think that probably goes to Kevin Harvick, maybe Tyler Reddick now after this last weekend. But um, Kyle Busch has a very cheeky interview. Post race, as um, per usual, yeah. A couple little pokes and prods about looking forward to twenty twenty three. Thought that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, thanks his team and stuff too, which you know, I think that's You're good too. It. Yeah, but I, it's it's the mannerisms in which he's doing it because it's, it's more like he's thanking like his individual crew guys. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of More, Joe Gibbs racing. Yeah. That like, you guys have been working on my cars and giving me good stuff. Like, screw the guy up top calling all the shots. Yeah, basically. So. You could tell. You could tell it's very pointed. But, uh... So Doesn't stop there, though. No, because then another Joe Gibbs racing driver had issues. He actually had an issue before Kyle and had an issue after Kyle. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. lost a tire. Um, he continues his crusade against the next-gen car. Um yeah started last week with flipping it off which is probably all-time all-time clip um it yeah. continues this week with probably some admittedly funny s- some more comments about how bad the car is um alex bowman had a pretty big tire blow and hit the wall pretty hard every uh, goddamn year dude every year this happens to this team oh my god uh, maybe if you're just better throughout the year <laughs> and you actually accumulate playoff so points much. You wouldn't be Shut in this up. situation. Shut up. Uh, 
<laughs> it, it was Shut literally up. like as soon as he made it through the first round, I was like, he's gonna yeah. have, he's gonna blow a tire at some point in this next round, and it's gonna. It, it's happened like five years in a row for this team. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part is too, like you look at that final round for the for Alex Bowman in particular. He won at Vegas earlier this year. He's had decent results at Homestead. He won Martinsville last year. Like mm. pretty 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 decent tracks. Um. <laughs> For the 48 team, so it's going to be a gruesome battle here these next two weeks. Yeah. Because yeah. Bowman, I think he's improved his road course racing this year, but that, I still don't think he's going to be in, like, win mode. Anyway, but it doesn't yeah. stop there. Oh, it doesn't. Christopher Bell had two issues. Um, More likely that the second issue was caused by the first time he went around, but uh, nonetheless... Uh, there were also power steering problems. I forgot to put them on the list, but Wallace had his power steering go oh, out yeah. early. Again, two weeks in a row, this time at Texas. Um, yeah. Cody Ware had a horrific hit. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Big. Um, wanna... Probably the most crumpled next-gen car I've seen so far. Yeah. Which is saying something, because, again, yeah. we've talked about it. The car is rigid at AF, as the kids yeah. would say. Yeah. It's something I noticed about that wreck too. Like I don't know, maybe it was just the annually hit or whatever. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the way he hit that wall, like we've always seen cars in in the past. Like usually when they hit the wall like that, a little bit of energy is dissipated. The rear tires come up off the ground. The car bounces back. I'm not saying those are necessarily great things, but I'm saying like the energy kind of goes somewhere. And it appeared when he hit the wall, the car just stuck in the wall. I mean, it was like a it was like a dart into a dartboard kind of. Um, I don't know what that says about what that says about how hard the hit was, or or what that means, how much of that hit was translated to the driver. But it just looked like the car just kind of like internalized all the energy once it hit the wall. Like it looks like it just hit the wall, stopped. You know, mm-hmm. it is like it hit a concrete wall instead of yeah. a safer barrier. Trying to find the picture of the next gen chassis, I think, because we've seen this happen. Um, Justin Haley was on DBC this past week talking about. Um, how his hit at the Coliseum earlier this year was probably the hardest hit of his career. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was concrete barriers. Um, yeah. but also, you know, still not good. Um, I'm yeah, Bowman to... even had a comment after he hit the wall where he was like, "I don't know how this thing is still rolling. That's the <laughs> hardest I've ever hit." Yeah. Um, mm. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find a picture of this so I can at least show you guys what I think, and it might not be correct. Don't claim to be an expert. Um, But the way this next-gen car is structured compared to in the sheet now, because, you know, Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. But if you look at the front end, the way the front end is, you got some angles there that I think are kind of what's causing some of the issues that we're seeing this year. Um, talked about it. Box tubing is a choice that was made um, for the front and rear clips. But I think a lot of what, what we've seen it, those hits that have been really hard, like Austin Dillon and Atlanta, right? That hit looked terrible, but he seemed okay with it. Cody Ware's hit at a similar angle, but probably a little more rotated. So a little more with the car, you know, a little more nosed in. Because it wasn't flush with the wall, right? It wasn't perfect. Yeah. No. He didn't hit the wall perpendicular head on. Um, that's where you saw the issue. So if you kind of look at the way the car is, that geometry on the front end is, those some of those chassis bars are probably hitting yeah perpendicular so that's um i was gonna say it's all about energy transfer to the driver and that's that's the scary part right and this is what we've talked about with next gen all all summer anytime we hear or see or any driver say anything about a big rack that the way the chassis is built is troubling yeah i never thought about it that way because like you know triangles are typically like the strongest basic shape you can make out of it and the the way they taper in towards the front does create kind of a triangular structure in the front. So that's probably might be onto something. No know. good. It's yeah. it's not that it's no good because again, when this car was designed, it was designed to be reusable. Yeah. 
And when you design for one thing, you have to give up some of another thing. And I think yeah. that's kind of what we're seeing the the bad side of that this year. Um, but again, don't claim to be an expert, but this is just uh, what my intuition tells me. Thankfully, Cody got checked and released from the infield care center. Um, I know he's. it sounds like he's going to have to go through some protocols this mm-hmm. week. Yes, still has to get cleared by NASCAR doctors, but... Um, Hope that yeah, he does, and tell it jarred him, knocked the wind out of him more, more than likely. Yeah, um, that was a big one for sure. That well, was, and that then pretty scary. Careening towards pit wall <laughs> too, right? Like that's a yeah, whole different thing. Um, with that wreck, I would like to remind people that speculating about hey, when are we going to see a driver die is not the way to go. And I'm just going to say it bluntly like that. Do better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm okay with drivers professing their fear or being scared of being hurt or dying in the car. But as a spectator, I don't think that's really our um, area to judge because if these guys felt like they shouldn't be doing it truly and honestly with all the reasons that they have to, and not to race, um, they're making the decision to get behind the wheel of the car and continuing to drum up fear based off of when is somebody going to get really hurt? When is somebody going to die again? not the way to go um i understand the concern but sometimes we don't need to vocalize the concerns that we all are already kind of have when we're talking about motorsports yeah and i think a lot of that is what we've talked about where it it probably stems from a frustration as a fan that like oh yeah you know these ideas have kind of been floating around in the whole atmosphere of nascar for like a year that this there could be some safety issues and now it's Again, we've we've had the same discussion like eight times now this year where it's like now it seems like it's coming to head. And a lot of people, I bet, feel like that. It's like, cool. Nobody's been listening this whole time. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe not the best way to express that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I would have muted, but I want to talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's really frustrating to watch a lot of fans say things like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to watch Talladega without worrying if a driver gets a career-ending head injury and gets irreparable brain damage it's like what are you talking about shut up shut up don't say stuff like that that's weird of you to say you're a spectator in the sport it's okay to be worried but don't say stuff like that that's so that's 100 speculative everyone was talking about how bad cody Ware was off like Everyone was talking about, like, oh, I hope, oh, man. Like, obviously, everyone hopes he's okay, but, like, people saying stuff like, must be, I mean, he's probably got a concussion. He probably must have broke his leg. Must have been this, must have been that. The dude hasn't even been cleared yet. Don't diagnose him with something that he doesn't have. Let the man get cleared. Let him do his thing. Don't speculate on him. Let him let him get better as he needs to get better. Don't don't put thoughts and words in the air. It just, it just, muddy, it just dude, muddies the situation. It's the same thing that happened, uh on Sunday when I was at the BMX track and literally fourth race of the day in one of the pro-am races, two girls collided at like full speed and hit the face, basically like hitting a wall. And, uh, they had to call an ambulance to take the one girl out. And people were like, Oh my God, she probably like knocked herself out cold and everything. And I'm like, can y'all shut up? Like she's literally still laying on the track. There's like a thousand people here standing around. Maybe don't, say this while it's like, oh, I'm about to go send my six-year-old kid out there to race. Mm-hmm. Like, chill out. Yeah, I've never, I've looked, I've been lucky enough in my situations racing where if, if we've had a really big accident, there hasn't been, um, there hasn't been any, it's, it's usually been pretty respectful. Yeah. I'm really lucky for that because I, <coughs> excuse me, I can't imagine how drivers under the public eye must feel when fans are speculating like that. Probably not good. No, no. no. Um, and again, I, I get a lot of the frustration, right? Obviously, the killed the dummy. No, we didn't kill the dummy. All that type of stuff. The not knowing what kinds of tests are being run. The not, you know, like... Sometimes you have to trust the people that know what they're doing and knowing what they're talking about, even if it doesn't look like they're making the right decisions. Um, yeah. This car... And we're going to get into the other issues... Here, but this car itself, um, it's not something where it's you can tell all the teams to do something and they can just do it. Um, the The problem that you get into when you start getting more spec, as NASCAR has with the next gen car, is having a single source supplier means 
you only have one person building these things, and that one person only has a certain capacity for how much they can make at a time. So, with that being said, it's going to be hard for a company like Technique um, in North Carolina, Technique Chassis, to completely revise the chassis. Like, I think it, there are some things that need to be looked at and revised. Um, it's, not, it's not light switch on, light switch off type that I think a lot of people wish it was. I know there's a lot of people that know that. Um, I know there's a lot of people that don't maybe realize that and think teams should just be able to make these fixes because, again, when you tell race teams that they can fix something, they're going to figure out a way to fix it and make it a little bit better which is the yep. worry that you have as a sanctioning body in NASCAR. That's why they don't want to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. It's, it's very much relevant to what we're about to talk about. Yes. So let's get into it. Chase Elliott crashes. Um, once again, gives away all of his points uh, mm -hmm. to open up the second round, the round of 12. Here he says it's a this. tire. He says it's a tire. Um, it looked like all the tires were still up. He had a very sassy Chase Elliott interview. Um, it was unnecessary. It was quite sassy. It was a little. Yeah. It was a little unnecessarily a little, sassy. A little douchey. A little bit douchey. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, eighty-six year attitude right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chase's crash was a little weird because it it was hard to tell if it was a tire. I mean, I'm gonna take the driver's word that it was at the end of the day, but um, did he ever specify what tire it was? Right rear. Uh, pretty sure he's right rear does not look down in this I, picture. I understand that, and that's what I'm getting. Um, yeah. To the the thing I didn't like is that Marty Snyder's going over there asking him these questions, and I never like it when people are like rude to you for no reason. I think that's like the customer service experience in me. Um, and I felt like Marty Snyder was just like the messenger in that case because you had Dale Jr. and Jeff Burton up in the booth saying, "Oh yeah, they're hitting the bump. They're hitting the bump." And that's what's causing them to get loose, yeah. which is, again, Texas is a problem, but... Um, also, the replay, like, every replay of that crash, even after the crash, when the car had settled, the tires were all up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture, two pictures of his car sitting in the grass right now, and left sides, those are definitely up. Mm -hmm. Right sides, it's a little smoky, but the right rear definitely looks up, and then the right front's in flames, so... Yeah. I mean, he Kinda makes contact right there. front into the wall, yeah. so that's... Um, yeah. The incident where you can definitely tell it was a tire was Harvick's, um, because you yep. see smoke and it's on corner entry and it just has all the of a tire going down because you see the back end bottom out. Um, Kevin Harvick has been very vocal about this car in recent weeks. Um, along the lines of Denny Hamlin, and uh, Denny's going to Mon now on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw that today too, but yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's going what? Huh? What'd you say? Goading him on. Oh, okay. I yeah. Don't, I don't understand what you said. Okay. Um, thought I said something bad, but Harvick <laughs> lost a tire too. Um, I didn't, couldn't find it. I don't remember if he did an interview. I couldn't find it if he did. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of brings us a total of all our incidents. By the end of the race, there was a lot of talk about oh, make sure you keep the tires on your cars. Um, I raised the point that Goodyear. First of all, we're always going to blame Goodyear because of the 2008 Brickyard 400. I understand that. Um, I don't know if this is one of those cases. I think it's too early to tell. Because if the failures aren't happening in the same way every time, then I find it hard to blame on Goodyear. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. I, I agree, Mr. Tulansky. Thank you. Um... <laughs> I wonder what it would have been like if Twitter was around when like the 2005 Charlotte races happened. <clears throat> Ooh, or the tire wars. Yeah. It would have been awful. So, <coughs> excuse me. Let's let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. Roddy mm -hmm. Childers had a tweet. Pretty good tweet. Uh folks, you should search out Rodney. You should follow Rodney because he's been doing this as of late kind of some good stuff and uh and um, to sum it up, because I don't want to read it all, because it was a, a good, long note that <laughs> he took screenshots of to tweet out, but um, talking about how a lot of it is, he, in his opinion, a lot of it is the fact that NASCAR has put them in a box, and that the box is so small 
that it forces them to do things to get the back end of the race car down. Um, they can get the back end of the race car down, they can generate more downforce, they can run quicker. That's what we saw last week at Bristol. All of a sudden, you saw the sixth car get really quick, and then he lost a tire. Um, also talks about, you know, how Texas is part of the problem. Put some, put some blame on the tires. Um, Let's rewind to the beginning. I want to I talk about that real quick. Okay. <clears throat> because what's Rodney's main argument, right? That you, you, you can't get the optimum amount of downforce out of yeah. the rear bottom of the car. Okay. To do that, you have to let the air out of the tires. Because okay? you can't lower the can't lower the springs enough. And that's a good choice to do that if you want to get speed. If that's why you're blowing tires, this is where this is where the argument gets muddy for me. This is this is where it starts to lose a little bit of the I'm concerned about the safety of the car and the tires and I want to go faster than everyone else. This is where that comes in. Because that is a BS excuse. That is so I mean, he's right. He's not saying anything incorrect. He's not lying to us. Mm -hmm. But that excuse is I want to go faster, but I can't go faster without wrecking the car. And that's not my fault. That's someone else's. And I think that's BS. I think that's ridiculous. It's got a lot of the same energy as when they <clears throat> stopped checking people for lug nuts and then teams were only hitting four and then complaining to NASCAR that it, we were having so many loose wheels. And it was like, then hit put all five on. Like, obviously, no, yeah, there's a performance three. advantage. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> and it's yeah, and they they would miss one when they because they only glued oh, yeah. four lug nuts on, and they'd be like, NASCAR's got to do something about this, and they're like, How oh. about you put all five lug nuts on? Oh, like wait, we've done only, for sixty years. We're only gonna have three laps left. All right, let's only put three lugs on. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it and also has the same. I I forget if we talked about this a lot. I don't know if this was when I was sick. I last week was a blur. But Chase Elliott's interview about how oh it's tough to pass, and when you have cars that are all close together, yeah. and that makes them tough to pass. You know that cars that are all the same means it's going to be harder and harder to pass it's like no you just can't blow by all the people you used to blow by on the basis of your car gets built in a different shop than theirs anymore that's what that is chase you just can't outrun them on the pure fact that your car comes out of a huge campus compared to the guys whose cars come out of a small building i say small but you know what i mean like yeah. it's the same thing it's, it's just harder like, you to pass go Corey LaJoy this year than it was last year Exactly. You want to yeah. go faster, but you can't because guess what? The regulations are there, so you don't go that fast or find a different way or you just can't, so deal with it. And it's like, well, I want to be able to do this because it'll make the car faster. It's like, well, what's is the it, actual solution here? Is it worth risking blowing a tire and hammering <laughs> the wall and maybe giving your driver a concussion? To... Apparently, because all you got to do is yeah. complain to NASCAR and all the fans eat it up. Yep. I saw a couple people like uh, I, don't, I don't remember who it was. I think it was just a couple people that I follow basically calling him on his on his bowl. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's just like it's frustrating because it's it's so self-serving, you know. So. Yeah. The race fan in me is right there with you guys. <laughs> yeah, the engineer in me is very frustrated because you've cut out a lot of innovation you're allowed to have. You've cut out the ability yeah. to make changes. And that's what's caused a lot of the parity, right? Like That's why teams like the 43 have been so good this year. Because you have a good race car driver, you have good enough equipment, you have good crew, you have a good crew chief, you, you have all the parts and pieces. Now the the money being so much different is, isn't as big of an issue because Hendrick can only spend this much money on the car too. Um, on the physical parts and pieces and capital. Um, the problem that Rodney alludes to is that NASCAR has now given them less tools in the toolbox to make the car go quicker and in their cost-benefit analysis. Sometimes the cost of wrecking the race car is, seems to be worth a little bit of extra speed. I mean, do we think the four car has been doing this all year and now they're just having issues when all of a sudden they're getting quicker? Like, are they creeping towards these things? Like, that, that, that's what you have to look at with some of these teams, right? Christopher yeah. Bell has an issue. What have we been talking about to start the playoffs? Christopher Bell has been really, really fast, really, really good. Not that he hasn't been good all year, but he's mm -hmm. stepped up a notch. Yeah. These teams, as we've gone through the year, are learning more and more about this car, and it's what Rodney talks about. Hey, 
If I can get the back end lower, my numbers get better, I can go quicker. It's fine. But NASCAR, in doing the rules and having things set the way they are, are telling you, hey, we don't want you to go past this point. Um, it it's it's the frustrating thing. It's the um the most frustrating thing is it's it's a lot of self inflicted wounds that get reflected back on NASCAR. They get re reflected back on Goodyear, which um I, I I would like to remind people how much you complained in the last couple of years about the tires not having any fall off, and now you're complaining about tires failing. And while those are two very different things, um. Part of the reason the tires had no fall-off was because Goodyear was afraid they would fail. So, it's reinforcing that idea that they already have when they're going through their construction of these race tires. Um, it's more than one thing, right? Texas is an awful racetrack, and we have talked about it so many yeah. times. Um, <laughs> and we are not going to get into that conversation because screw that. It's just talking into the void at this point. Um, just search Texas Motor Speedway on Twitter, and then I, that's our take. I pray there to whatever god that there is that that track does not get reconfigured into Atlanta, because good lord, that would not be good for the sport. No. Um, <laughs> but god, man. it's just... Oof. I find it... The race fan in me finds it very hard to be like, you're not sh you're shooting yourself in the foot, and you're admitting that you're shooting yourself in the foot, and you're like, well, they gave me the gun to shoot myself in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the engineer in me sees where the frustration's coming from, right? Because yeah, you have lost the tools. We talked about that too, like when the season started, is how like a lot of these engineers are going to be frustrated because there's such a smaller box for them to work in with this car. Well, now if I work for a race team, right? If I'm riding chillers, I've been working for race teams, I've been doing all this stuff my whole life. The knowledge that I have, it's still good knowledge, and there's a lot more than, you know, knowing the X's and O's of, um, you know, aerodynamics and all this fun stuff. But all this innovation I've done over the last 20 years... I don't get to be part of that anymore mm -hmm. because now we're all stuck with the same parts and pieces. And, and that's, that's the, where the, I think a lot of the frustration comes from, from an engineering perspective, because now it's more like you're putting together a puzzle than, you know, creating a work of art. Um, yeah. Or you can yeah, even it, look at it. It's instead of it being a 10,000 piece puzzle, it's a 1,000 piece puzzle or a 500 piece puzzle, whichever, however, however drastic you want to make that change. But yeah, it is crazy to think about like how hyper specific all of these race engineers knowledge for oval racing is because like I remember Dale Jr. said a couple years ago on the Dale Jr. download how like how weird the just stock cars are mm -hmm. because he's like it's basically the front clip of a 70s Nova and the rear axle from a 70s Chevy pickup. And that's what we've based our race cars around for 60 years, basically. Mm -hmm. And nothing else is like that in the, in the racing world. Yeah. So, um, and this could lead to a lot of greater discussions on the state of the sport and what all that stuff that we've had a million times before, but yeah, yeah this is what we got. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it doesn't, you know, the folks trying to say, scrap the car need to, Oh my God stop uh you can't so go sad. back yeah and let's just get rid of charters too while we're at it so yeah let's get like rid of the playoffs too hundreds of millions of dollars lost because of that so. let's get rid of the playoffs let's get rid of stages let's uh just find like 200 more xfinity cars and then we'll run those in cup yeah come on <laughs> that's how this works it's that easy um just hire all those people you had to lay off just hire them back yeah. i'm sure they'd love to come else. back yeah i'm sure they'd love to come back to the great job security that they obviously would feel like they have. Um, Ooh, yeah. Again, it's not a light switch. None of this is a light switch, and I don't think I think the rational people out there know that. Yeah. Um, just, I, just make the car safer, forehead. It's not that hard. Yeah, come on. <laughs> just put bubble wrap on it or something. Yeah. I don't know. But 
again, and, and this is again, this has been the fear I've had with this car all year was the the structure of it and the fact that teams were going to push something. And guess what? The easiest thing to push now is the tire pressures, and that's what they're doing. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers the first Eldora truck race when guys were running literally six pounds of air in the tires. Um, I remember. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, got that rock crawler setup going. There you go. <laughs> six, six pounds of air. Goodyear, I think, was recommending like twelve or thirteen as a minimum. For reference, I run fifty in my BMX bike. So. Oh, because it's about <laughs> grip, right? It's about contact yeah. patch, but yeah. it just it. It's um, they're going to push the issue and they're going to complain when they wreck. And um, I think the complaints maybe should be coming again more from a safety perspective because I can get on that boat a lot more than I can get on the boat of, well, the tires are failing and that's not safe because, um, again, I don't see the trend except for that. They're all the same tire. Like, yeah. oh, they're all right rear. So that means something. It, it doesn't mean something if they all break a different way. If three break this way, three break that way, what's the actual trend? Um, now, if all six break the same way, that's where we start saying, okay, what's up? Or like, when all the Penske cars had issues last week at Bristol, it's like, okay, are we going to blame this on Goodyear, or do we blame this on Penske? Well, we probably blame it on Penske, because there's something... There, there's reason to believe that they have similar stuff there on that corner of the race car. So, it's just... Yeah. Um, shout out to... Shout out to people yelling at Goodyear um dale jr on his on podcast this last week and I, we always bring up other shows um talked about how we need to treat goodyear well and we need to hold them accountable um and i think what he meant more along the lines is hey make a good racing tire and i think goodyear is in a hard position to make a good racing tire if fans keep complaining like they do about tire failures so yeah um i i talked a lot there and i apologize for it um to you guys to okay. folks at home but it just it it really angers the crap out of me because like there's a, there's a lot of parts at play a lot of pieces yeah. to the puzzle get that orange juice get that vitamin c baby mm -mm. um anyways justin marks also had some comments about how his uh budget has gone up by a factor uh, of 10 yeah which is crazy um and then, of course, you have the Denny Hamlin, the Kevin Harvick, the Noah Gregson. Uh, Noah Gregson had some comments Saturday talking on uh, on SiriusXM about how he races a little bit easier now in the Cup Series, knowing that he's running for an Xfinity title. So I thought that was interesting. But um, speak, yeah. speaking of Denny Hamlin, um, we had some we had a little kerfuffle with William Byron. Yeah, that was bizarre. Um, <laughs> Denny ran Byron up the track right off a of two. Mm -hmm. Byron ran him down the track the going into turn three that same lap. Yeah. Um, there's a caution. Caution had been out for about a whole corner and a half. And Byron just runs him over going down the front stretch, spins him through the grass. Initial thoughts. Um, <laughs> okay. Here's where it is. Wrecking people under yellow is weird. I don't care who you are. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Don't do it. It's weird. Wrecking people under green's weird. Wrecking people under yellow's weird. It's weird. It's all weird. You don't know which safety trucks are coming out from pit road. You don't know which safety trucks are coming out anywhere on the racetrack. Do not assume because the cars are slowing down that it is okay to turn someone at any point because it's not. Yeah, and it should have been a penalty, and it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I've, yeah. I'm completely at a loss for it. Like, even as somebody who we all know, I don't like Denny Hamlin, but like that was just idiotic by William Byron. Like that is some Bush league level stuff. Um, and I mean, the precedent, I mean, it obviously wasn't as blatant as Johnny Sauter, you know, T-boning basically Austin Hill under, under yellow and a mm. truck race a few years ago, but still like that's the precedent you sent. Solder got parked for a week, so but Byron's probably gonna get away with it because Byron he's drives in the for Hendrick and he has an yeah. HMS driver. Yep. So. Imagine, imagine, I'm like, I'm just thinking about imagine all the if it was Kyle Bush scenarios. doing it to Chase Elliott <coughs> oh. or Denny doing it or Denny doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's just 
it's just it's a lame thing to do under yellow at a track that is as fast as Texas that far into a yellow flag again I'm sure there are protocols I'm sure like it's a very low chance that they could have hit like a safety vehicle or Mm -hmm. something like that but the track is no longer hot it is warm now you don't do that you don't do that there are people other than you on the racetrack now you cannot do that I do not care you don't do that you don't you don't hit them and say oh I was just trying to hit them like you were (laughs) obviously I gassed it up into the back of them them. Yeah. I mean, NASCAR has made all these onboards public, and you yeah. can literally hear him gas it up into the back of Denny. So. <laughs> Didn't hit him square. Like, it was obvious. But, um, yeah. Just um, a, bit, a bit lame. And a lot of people's reactions to it I, were, I was quite disappointed by as well. Um, a lot of fans were really happy about it, and I was like, that's weird. I thought yeah, Byron showing some personality on the radio was fine. The personality and, and the stuff was okay. under green. I thought was fine, but yeah, this yes. this this is where you step over that line, and you get away from like general sporting conduct, right? It was like, it was like when he ran him down the track in the three right after he got in the wall. That was him like learning how to curse, and then when he turned him on the front stretch, that was when he used the f word for like the third time too many, and his parents yelled he at him. Used it and got at mad. Except they didn't get mad. They were just like. Don't They're do like, it. William, we don't use that kind of language around here. Well, and, and, and they the, walked away. And the yeah, problem and there is off the liberty. I mean, <laughs> uh, NASCAR openly admits they don't watch TV. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So now we know why. I'm missing uh, out. Now, now we understand why FS1 gets away with their truck coverage, but. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to go for that, <laughs> that one. I know. Ooh. I want to call BS on NASCAR's excuse for that. I, oh, I just yeah. have a hard time feeling oh, that literally nobody it. involved with racing we were, race control. We were focused uh, on they Truex. Saw it. They just don't care. <laughs> no, we were focused on Truex. Yeah, as it happened literally right after where Truex spun out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Denny and his crew chief were yelling about it over the radio and not a single official who monitors the radio thought, maybe we should look into that. Why was Denny Hamlin spinning through the grass? Man, that's crazy. Anyway, the fact that NBC showed it like seven times. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like making Joe edit anything out, but for my for our ASL viewers, uh, uh, that's what I think of it. So, yeah. Oh, I get it. It's bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to believe. I'm, I'm gonna leave that one in. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so. I'm gonna leave that I'm one sorry. in. I think that one's okay. That um, one had to happen. I'm sorry. I apologize. But uh, yeah, I just—it's it, frustrating. There should be some kind of penalty for it. You shouldn't do it. Um, it just gives Denny Hamlin more fodder to talk about how NASCAR's against him, which is great. Yeah, He's, his Joker arc is becoming more and more solidified. Um, which is fine. I mean, he again, he has a right yeah. to be angry. Um, he had a right to be angry at the all-star race in, in June or May, whenever it was. God, whenever it was. Why am I drawing a blank on what happened in the all-star race, too? Uh, Ryan Blaney's window net went down, and they were like, oh, that's fun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah. what we've learned is NASCAR in the state of Texas doesn't always make the best decisions. No one you just shown that to Texas, Texas honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Great decisions are not made in the state of Texas. Yeah. Um, like. How do you fix it? It's pretty simple. You just look at a you just look at a replay. Um, yeah. The it's whole really saw a lot of people saying go to like the F one style of oh instant under review then you're gonna start getting. Wait, can I, can I do my impression of how NASCAR race control was probably looking at that? Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, what Truex is spinning? Hang on, there we go." <laughs> <laughs> visual gags you were really waiting for that one weren't you i came up with it literally on the spot that's pretty good (laughs) that's pretty good it's pretty good Um, audio listeners aren't gonna get that one but yeah (laughs) it's good he was looking at his phone and then when he said truex spun out he quickly got the remote and changed the lights in his room to yellow there you go audio listeners i got you cody where i just wrecked (laughs) oh red flag oh it's oh it's raining it's raining we gotta take an hour break real quick yeah, no, he's okay. gonna say no. You gotta set it to green. There you go. Oh wait, yeah. And it's raining. We're back it's to racing. There no, they went to caution. They actually they went to caution before um, it really started raining, and they've well, been doing yeah, this because... since Daytona. But hey, I'm, yeah, I'm good with it. Racing. Make that the precedent. 
do it. I don't care. That's a lot better than, again, Daytona. Um, oh, and then, slow car. <laughs> they don't use that flag. Um, <laughs> Ty Gibbs did a really dumb thing on pit road. I don't Not know if you guys want to dunk on Ty Gibbs at all. I've seen a lot of people doing it. Um, wanted to give you the opportunity to if you wanted to. but just, uh, when you, just when you start to like the kid. Ty Gibbs hits Ty Dillon on pit lane, just going straight down pit road, just like door... Like, like, Toward him towards the pit towards wall. Towards the pit wall. <laughs> towards a With pit crews. crew that was working on a car. Yeah. Um, so the Ty Dillon, or Ty, sorry, Ty Gibbs, I don't care about crew people arc. It has more evidence. Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't know why he did that. That's also dumb. They won't penalize him, but it's yeah. pretty stupid. They should. They said they're looking at it, actually. Good. They better. They better look at him. Uh, Scott Miller said they're looking at that and they're looking at the Byron stuff now. So, he, honestly, he should be parked for a week. Like that's there's literally no place for that. Well, they're not going to park him for a week because yeah, then they're they not have, going to. But they, they have they to should. park him for Xfinity. <laughs> so. Park him for the Cup race next week. Oh boy. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to have to do something about about him because it's out of control. Honestly, like if you're Ty Gibbs or like, do you even want to run the Cup race at Talladega? And I guess you do, right? Yeah. You're going to have a hard time finding a driver to fill that seat. (laughs) Kurt Busch? Pyro Kligerman. Triple header. Get into it. Um, So that was the cup race, and we spent... That's probably the longest we've spent on the cup race ever. um, Clocking in at about 38 minutes, so... We didn't even mention... Yeah, we didn't even mention that Tyler Reddick won. Uh, Yeah, he won. That's really it. Honestly, if there's ever been a race that felt like nobody won, it was this one. But Tyler Reddick won, and kudos yeah. to him and his whole team for continuing to, you know, try to win. Because it'd be really easy for everyone on that team to quit right now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Noah Gregson won the Xfinity race. Um, Fourth straight ties the record with Sam Ard for most consecutive Xfinity wins. Mr. September himself, Noah Gregson. Noah Harry Gant Gregson. Um, there he didn't the- puke <laughs> this time. He, he wasn't covered in vomit. So... Baby steps. He probably didn't have to hold his breath at Texas because he was probably just coasting. I'm pretty sure half the field was coasting in that race after the big wreck off of turn two. Yeah, that was nutty. Where Justin Allgaier said, hey, let me take this four wide. (laughs) To be fair, this is me. Matt, Matt, you're going to like me right now. To be fair, Justin Allgaier... John Hardnemachek was getting loose before Justin Allgaier oh, no, yeah, yeah. stuck his nose in there. Yeah. But Justin Allgaier definitely could have backed out of that and not caused a huge-ass wreck. That's like, been he like definitely a... is the reason they got bigger. 100%. As, as a longtime fan of Justin Allgaier, that is a recurring trend where it was like, dog, you could have just backed off there. Like 100%. <laughs> he could have backed off, and that wreck could have been one person big. Um, yeah. Instead, stuck his nose in there, got collected, and collected the rest of the field behind him. Um, that was big. Yeah, not as not as crowning moment. Texas sucked. Let's move yeah. on. No one likes Texas. It's no very sweaty. Texas. No one likes Texas. It all sucks. None of it's good. Uh, excuse me. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Speaking of Texas. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. That's where <laughs> he got a really good finish earlier in the year, yeah, remember? He used to be really good there. At uh, two. In the Cup Series. And then they reprofiled yeah. it. Um, Sad. Pain. He's retiring from full-time racing. I think it's uh, probably a good thing. Right? Like, Yeah. I don't think there's any need for him to run IndyCar full-time. Doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. Nope. Yeah. Um, he went and got a, got a couple really solid finishes on the ovals. Ran really well in Indy 500 qualifying. I think that's a race he does next year, right? Notoriously hard to More do. Likely. I believe. I would believe so, yeah. I think he runs the double. I'm sure there's discussions being had. Yeah, I know. I, I could see him. Obviously, he's he kind of hinted at doing the All Star race next year, North Wilkesboro. He also hinted at doing the Chicago Street race. That'd be cool. He should show up to the Clash too. That'd be pretty cool. Go race in the Coliseum. Yeah. And run that Spire car. That'll be a Hendrick car. Yeah. True. Um, Get Chad back on top of yeah. the box. Good, good career though for all for all Jim Jam. Um, 
It pisses me off of the revisionist history. Everybody's like, he sucks because he had like two bad years. And it's like, yeah, okay. Bill Elliott went seven years without winning a race. And y'all suck. You him just off made Davey so happy. So. Unless he's puking. <laughs> he's pulling a Gregson. He, yeah, I was going to say he's celebrating so hard for me praising Jimmy Johnson that he's puking probably. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the big thing. Oh, Bristol. Um, That's the big thing, right? Uh, yeah. I hope he gets to do a lot of those bucket list events. Sounds like he wants to do Le Mans, which would be cool to oh, see him do, especially if he was part of that Garage 56 entry. Um, because we all know that I'm pretty sure that race will be during the Cup Series season, so no Cup Series drivers will be able to do it. Good job, NASCAR. Yep. Um, 10 unless, out of 10 planning. Unless it is that off weekend. I don't I don't know when Le Mans is next year. I think Didn't they announce the driver lineup of it? A uh, Garage 56 thing? Yeah. No. I thought they did. Hang on. I'm assuming Jeff Gordon's going to be in it. I could have swore it was uh, uh, Gordon Johnson, uh, one of the Taylor brothers, and somebody else. Uh, I didn't see that. No. Maybe it's just speculation. Sounds know. like a Rolex 24 DPI lineup. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but nonetheless, it, good for Jimmy. Yeah. He can uh step away and do all this fun stuff. Um, Davey is not back yet, so yeah. um, I'm going to take a second to remind you folks that... Uh, he, sorry, he just said, excuse me, I just got throat, throat punched by air or something. So. Oh, okay. All right. yeah. Producer Bristol is very concerned right yeah. now. Um, would like to remind you guys that we got AutoSim 2 coming out here as part of our JTN family pretty soon. Again, AutoSim... Uh, the original AutoSim is a text-based racing simulated game. AutoSim 2 is even better than that. You can sim through three premier motorsports. The demo is launching later on this week for free. Um, you'll get 10 years of free play in the demo. And if you are a donator on the AutoSim Patreon, you will get a 30-year demo and also a copy of the game once it comes out. Again, that's AutoSim 2. Um, Going to be available later on this year on Steam. Auto Sim 2. Go check it out. We got the commercial up on the main JTN channel where you can find all the great links and whatnot to find out more about. Again, Auto Sim 2. Good little project we got going on over there. Um, Davey is back. Davey, did you have anything else about Jimmy to say? Um, he's the best stock car driver that ever lived. If you disagree, kick rocks. Go be a dweeb somewhere else. I don't want to see you. Um, yeah, Bush. sorry about that. I had uh, something invisible um inject itself into my throat and i just my 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 throat said hey you're going to cough a lot or you're going to throw up if you don't cough a lot so you better cough a lot and i was like okay and then i coughed a lot in the kitchen okay um, and fair then i enough. made it i'm making myself a cup of coffee cuz i need something warm and i don't have any more tea oh, fair enough um let's go ahead and look ahead to Talladega <clears throat> second race of the trucks round oh, of Jesus. 8 um, who we got in the truck series? Davey's got Parker oh, Wigman. Uh, yeah. Not Ryan Priest. <laughs> Parker Priest. Klingerman. Klingerman. Okay. All right. Uh, let me look at the entry list. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, Life is good, regardless. I'm gonna yeah. take Grant and Finger. Good old Grant on Fongal. Um, I'm gonna go with uh. Oh my gosh, this is tough. You know, I'm feeling stupid. Give me Matt to Benedetto. I will say Ryan Priest is going to be really good in the in the truck series race, though. I, I once again will not let it go that he is a really good super speedway driver. He's going to find his way to the front in that car or that truck. I mean, Xfinity. Um, Parker Kligerman. <laughs> uh, give me Sheldon Creed. Austin Hill. Hey. Um and the Cup Series, do 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 we go five non-playoff drivers in a row? Because I know yes, I know there's Justin a Haley. <laughs> I know there's a technicality there with uh with Reddick. He was in the playoffs, but not. So I don't know what people. Not enough driver when he won. Okay. All right. That's where I am um, too. But Justin Haley, we didn't talk about it. Justin Haley, really good run at Texas, finished third. Yeah, there were a lot of good. Like, Aaron oh, yeah. Jones had another good run. Brad Keselowski got a top ten. 
Chase Briscoe got a top five. Good run for him. Yeah. It does not. Who do I want here? Uh, give me. Yeah, you know, I'm staying stupid. Harrison Burton. It's a good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Really um, decent at Texas. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. Uh, good old number twelve, Ryan Blaney. I thought you were going to go number six. <clears throat> no, but I, I would really like it if Brad would, would win because that would be pretty cool. Um, I'd be pretty happy because then, despite it looking like all year, my drivers, my three favorite drivers weren't going to win a race and then they all, they all win a race in the playoffs <laughs> after um, it not really meaning too, too much in terms of championship. That would be great. Um that's that's the show for this week, though, folks. We can't thank you enough, as always, for listening, watching, whatever you do to help support us. We appreciate it so, so much. Davey is going into the robotic void. Um, There we go. Um, but I mm. cannot thank you folks enough for watching, as always. Do you guys got anything you want to shout out before we go? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Zach Grunke, my new favorite baseball player. <laughs> Um, nothing's coming to mind, unfortunately. Check out Oof Sides here on JTN2. Yeah, that. Um, week one did awesome. And then... What happened? Why you gotta be negative, Joe? I'm not being negative! <laughs> I'm just stating facts. Where, where's the love for Oof Sides, man? I don't know. We need some more love on the Oof People sides. watched the first episode and they were like, oh, it's... It's always going to be like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, what it, it doesn't get better. <laughs> no, it's a pretty good little little show to listen to. Or yeah. got Matt, you got Dewey, you got Garrett on there. Um, Jack sometimes. Jack for one episode. When he when he has power, he's on the show. So, so um, go go check that out. Disqualified, hopefully coming at some point. Episode four, three, four. Um. Oh, sorry. I was completely zoned out for a second. Uh, episode four. So yeah. I have a script that's like partially done. So when I have time, yeah, it'll be back. So. Yeah. Well, he's big, big time BMX racer now. So yeah, I'd be sponsored. I, I appreciate you uh, also doing the episode tonight and foregoing watching your Cowboys play. I mean, it's a purely painful experience to watch okay. the Cowboys right now. So Okay, all right. As long as you're good with it. Well, folks, we cannot thank you enough for watching, listening, whatever you do to help support us here on JTN, JTN2. Again, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, do all those things. We appreciate it so, so much. You can follow the Fake Racers podcast at Fake Racers on Twitter, um, where your boy Davey Hazard puts together some fire posts. Um, so check those out. Check out at Johto Network on all our other social media. Cannot thank you folks enough for watching as always, and we'll see you guys next week right here on the Fake Racers Podcast. <laughs>